I'm going to talk about what you can't do without. And there, you know, there are probably a lot of things, people, but I'm talking about from a Christian standpoint, what a person can't do without. And I know this being Mother's Day, uh, as time goes by, you know, and sometimes, you know, as people move along, it's like, what do you get? your mother? What do you get your father? You know, as, and then when it's your own birthday, as you get older and people are like, what do you want? And you think nothing. Anybody ever think like that? So, okay. <laughs> I thought maybe it's just me, you know, I, food or chocolate or something. But, um, on mother's day, you know, don't kids do that? You know, people think, what can I get them? I'm going to talk about what we can't do without as a Christian. And so, you know, I know when you make a statement like that, um, people can think of all kinds of things. Nobody in the world can do without salvation. Uh, now, they can live that way, but if they don't know the Lord, then they're carrying a load on their lives that can be lifted from the Lord, and they can have his life in them. So obviously, we know nobody can do without that, and we should reach people. But for the believer, this is something you can't do without, what I'm going to talk about this morning. Turn in your Bibles to Mark's Gospel, the 11th chapter, and this is an area that I think uh, different people are going to be better at than others. And, and there's a lot of reasons. It can be, what I'm about to talk about is because, you know, if you have certain standards for your life or, you know, just maybe how you were raised and and, and different people are going to do this better than others, and some are maybe flunking at it, but we want to get you up to getting a passing grade, all right? Somebody's not sure if, yet, because you're like, well, what are you going to talk about? How to play bingo better. No, I'm not going to talk about that. Just wondering who was listening. Mark 11, verse 25. Notice this. And when you stand praying, notice he didn't say when you sat down. Notice he didn't say when you, you laid across your bed to pray. So this, this is, would seem in the context like this is a real quick prayer when you stand praying. I mean, if you know like, hey, we're going to be praying for, just let you know, when service is over, we're going to pray for two hours. Most people are going to go, okay, where can I sit, not where can I stand. And so when he said, when we stand praying, he's talking here really about some type of quick prayer that um, he, he's telling them that doesn't take a long time to pray this type of prayer. So somebody might think, oh, you're going to talk about prayer. No. We'll keep reading. When you stand praying, if you have anything... That means anything. Notice this, against anyone. Anyone. That means everybody else around you in this room. But really what I want to target about this scripture today is forgiving yourself. How to forgive yourself. Because a lot of us talked about, well, i got to forgive them, i got to forgive them. If I have anything against anybody, I've got to forgive other people because it's healthy. It, it, it stops things from festering inside. Uh, it, it lightens the load that no man was made to bear. Uh, 
And, but the key here is, he said, if you have anything against anybody, and I don't know if you know that anybody includes myself, that includes you. It means That means you. That means I don't need to get over on you and go, you got a problem or whatever. When he said, if you have anything against anybody, he wasn't just talking out here. He was talking about ourselves too. And sometimes we can be our own critic or we can think I've got these standards for my life and standards are good to have. But just even if you have standards, you're not always going to hit them perfect. I wish it was true, but, it, but if I don't hit the standards, and I may have some that are really good formulated standards, I may have some that are just way out of control, that are just like, I've got all this perfection thought that I really can't hit. If, if that's you, you're going to really have to learn to forgive yourself. Thank you for that excitement. But this really, you can't do without this. You, you can't. As a Christian, as a person, you're going to have to learn to forgive yourself. We're going to talk about how to do that. So when he said here, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him or them. So that means if I have anything against myself, I'm very familiar with working with people and working with this person here, that God can be uh, readily saying, you're forgiven. And how many of us have given forgiveness to somebody else and said, yeah, you're forgiven, and at the same time, we don't forgive ourselves as quick as we forgive others? Well, we shouldn't have a double standard. I mean, this may sound hard, but maybe a good little... You remember the airplane, the movie, when that guy starts freaking out or whoever it was? I think it was a lady actually freaking out on the plane. So then people got up and started slapping her one after the other, and there was a big line of people slapping her to get, get composed. It's hypocritical to forgive others quicker. This is what I was saying. It's hypocritical to forgive others at a free pace, but not yourself. You deserve to do that. I mean, for you need that. Yourself deserves it. Now, I'm not trying to say forgive yourself and just blatantly do anything, but even people who are striving for the best need to forgive themselves. And this is not even an issue of does God forgive us? Because God could be like, you're forgiven, you're clean, I paid for it, and uh, we don't forgive ourselves. Now, I know everybody here is probably writing notes thinking, I know this is great for somebody else, I've got this down perfect. But by chance that there might be somebody who doesn't forgive themselves well, we want to help you. And it's not just me who wants to help, it's God who wants to help. You know, when we, un, we are unforgiving to ourselves, what, what people may not realize, um, physical load can bear you down. You know, I hike. If I put on an extra 10 pounds, 
I try to lose that weight if I'm going to go on long hikes because it can really wear you down even more. And sometimes like when I hike, if I carry a load on a backpack and I go up a big mountain and I know I'm going to be hiking for six, seven hours, I'll start unloading certain things in an area knowing I won't need that up there, but I'll pick it up on the way down and I'll grab these things. And we, we know these things to be true in a natural sense. I wonder if people realize holding unforgiveness against yourself, even when God has said, I have forgiven you and I'm not holding something against you, can actually wear you out. Happy Mother's Day. And uh, it can, it can wear you out. And then, then we try to rise up and we're going to really go for it for God and we're just going to go. And then there's, why am I being dragged back? Why does it feel so hard to go forward? Because I'm carrying something I shouldn't be carrying. You know, the Bible said casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. But at the same time, if we're to cast our cares and we're not to carry those, then there's got to be other things that we're not supposed to carry either. And we need to realize if he said, forgive if you have anything, one translation says, ought, any old little thing. So this right here is like, you don't get to sweep something under the rug here and hold a little thing against yourself. It's a tough sermon, isn't it? you got to empty your pockets. All the lint goes, everything. Even that half-eaten mint doesn't get to stay there with all its fuzz on it. You thought, I'll eat that later. No, everything out. Any little thing. Yeah, but it's not a big thing, and I know I've done wrong, and I did it before. Don't let lies justify why you keep something God says don't keep. Yeah, that's exciting. See, sometimes you need somebody to argue with you, but not the way you think. Maybe argue against things that have argued in your mind. Now, I know we may not all be standing at the place right now where we're needing to forgive ourselves, but these are good tools for later. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. I'm going to read this verse, and, and it's talking about Jesus and what he did when he died on the cross. And um, when we forgive, there's an element of this. You have to have a legal, justifiable reason to be forgiven. I mean, in other words, because here's the thing. What people may not realize from a Bible standpoint, uh, forgiveness is legal. There's defense team. There's lawyers. There's a prosecutor. Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. Jesus is called an advocate, or we would call them today a lawyer. And, and he's our lawyer. And, and when he's on the scene, he's pleading his case for us. But there is an accuser of the brethren. And he will accuse people day and night, the Bible said. You ever woke up and the guilty, guilty, and, and, and here's the big thing, he's trying to sway the court on some type of legal thing. Well, you deserve this, and you need to think this way because, yeah, you know, you told the Lord a while ago you were going to straighten that up, and, and you did it like 10 more times. 
or a hundred more times. So he's trying to legally maneuver you to keep it. That's why it said we overcame him and overcome him in the book of Revelation by the blood of the lamb. And that may be obscure, but you could say it like this, the payment for all sins. And the word of our testimony. We just need to be careful what our testimony is. Because if he's accusing us, and he's been at this for thousands of years, and I side in and say, you're right, I've done it a lot of times. But do we talk like that to other people when we meet them? Oh no, God will forgive you. It doesn't matter if you did it a thousand times. You've done it ten times and you won't forgive yourself. So don't take me wrong here. Don't be a hypocrite. The same rules work for you. If God will forgive them a thousand times, he told Peter one time when he thought he was doing real good, he said, Lord, how often should we forgive him? Like seven times in one day? Like, you know, I'm doing good, Lord. And he said, no, 70 times 70 for one sin. 490 times. If God requires that, he requires us to forgive ourselves that much too for one sin. So if you got two going, you're, you're about a thousand times to forgive yourself in a day. And some people, though, will, will extend that to others. I'm just telling you, consider extending it to yourself. It will help you to move forward with God. But when I say these things, we need a legal right to be forgiven. Because the enemy is trying to maneuver with lies and legalities. And so I can't just say, well, I'm forgiven before God. Unless there's a legal reason I'm forgiven, because, you know, when things aren't legal, the arguments seem to stick. Anybody ever been there? So it's like, is there like a legal thing here that we can look at that like, no, it's a law. Isn't that how we approach things in court? Oh, no, it's a, it's a law. It, it, you know, God is called the just judge. But... What's so nice, it said he delights in mercy. So we know we've got the judge on our side because our, he's our father when we're saved. And then we have an advocate, or the same terminology would be a lawyer, and we have an accuser. And one thing that the lawyer is going to do to you is that they call it legal counsel. They're going to tell you when you get up in front of the judge and in front of the jury... Don't say this and don't say this and say this and say this. One thing we don't need to say is I deserve to bear this. But the only reason people do is they don't know their legal rights. And there is a legal right in the court of heaven that gives, should give us boldness before any accusation but if we don't know this legal thing, you know, we'll go in thinking, I just sure hope I get off the hook or whatever, and you leave with some big load and some payment. Notice this verse here in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, and the 12th verse. But this man, he's talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice 
for sins sat down at the right hand of God. When we read here, he made one sacrifice for sin. Jesus will not sacrifice himself again for sins. He made one payment to cover all sins. That is legal. That means all that you did wrong is actually been paid for 2,000 years ago. So when we're looking for a legal right to forgive or to forgive ourselves, this is about as legal as you get. Somebody else already was punished. Somebody else already bore what that thing that's tried to dog you and weigh you down was by legal right in the courts of heaven. Satan knows this. His angels, his fallen spirits know this. So they try to use things outside of legal terms. Well, if you were better, that's not legal. You know, yeah, you crossed the line, you did it too much. You told God you'd never do it again, and you did it. Well, you knew better. Those are not legal terms. There is not anybody in the earth who has not done wrong who didn't know better. But I'm so glad that when, when the Lord forgave me and forgave you, he didn't say, well, you should have known better. Even when Adam and Eve sinned, he didn't say, well, you should have known better. He went to work uh, offering a sacrifice and telling them there's going to come a time for redemption for man. And I'm going to take care of this. Why? Because God loves humanity. The enemy hates humanity. Just know if there's accusations, it's not God. So we need a legal right. And the legal right is Christ died once for all sin, for all mankind. Now I understand every person on the earth has to receive the initial payment and become a son and daughter of God. We call it being born again. Getting a new nature and then sin is lifted off of them. Your life changes. But we're talking more from the standpoint of, I, I know the Lord. And, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that said we're to lay aside every weight that ensnares us. But some scriptures or translations paint a bigger picture. One says there are things that will entangle your ankle and, you know, like impede your progress like you've got a weight. And so he said you have to lay them aside. But he said lay aside every weight and sin. Well, some people might think, well, when we're talking about sin, we're talking about lifestyle. Well, yes, but what about past sins and those things tangling you up and trying to hold you back, and you're not even doing it anymore. Pretty exciting. Matthew 6. This verse has helped me with forgiveness immensely. When I saw this, it helped me to no end in forgiving. Because, you know, you can really forgive yourself and... Uh, Matthew, the sixth chapter, and still be dogged by something and really get tricked into holding on to something you should not be holding on to. And, and we're going to talk about this real quick. Notice this in Matthew 6, 
in the 12th chapter. It says, in the 12th verse, it says, and he's teaching, you know, different things about prayer. But right in the middle, he said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our debts. Well, this right here has helped me immensely over the years to be able to forgive myself. To realize to forgive is really like somebody owes you something. But, but, but in this case, it's I owe, I'm owing myself. I feel like I missed the mark. Um, I, I didn't measure up like I could have. I knew better when I did that. When you do that, it's a debt. Man, I, I owed it to myself to do better. I owed it to my children to be like this. And what happens is you start putting debt. You start owing. That's why when Christ died for the sins of the world, when people receive Christ, they get a debt washed away that is unfathomable. But we're talking about just the process of life with us. And, and if I've got something I'm did wrong and I, I'm not getting it out of my life and just saying no to these things. I need to forgive, notice this phrase, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. What happens if we don't forgive ourselves? It's like we carry a debt. We carry a load. Let, let, me, let me say this a different way that will help you on how to really uh, release yourself, to forgive yourself, to get out from underneath so that the enemy can't take advantage of us. When, when we're talking about um, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted against us, this is huge. Because especially if we have real high standards and we miss the mark, or maybe unrealistic standards, we'll, we'll be our worst critic. And sometimes, you know, when we're, we're our, our own worst critic, you know, the devil's handing you the hammer and saying, now hit yourself in the head, and people readily grab it and start whacking themselves. This verse of Scripture is tremendous. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted against us. Realize this, when we do wrong, there's a debt. But the Lord said we have to forgive ourselves too, not just others. In other words, when you've done wrong, you've got, you've got to let it go. You, you've got to get it out. And so let me read this again, and then I'm going to share a couple things. Forgive us our debts. If he's the accuser, we need to get things out of the way that he can accuse us, meaning the enemy, out of our lives. In other words, we don't want to willfully do wrong, but so many people have already gone past doing things wrong, and they're still under tremendous accusations. And um, they're not forgiving themselves. And they don't realize that forgiving others is great, and needful, but we do need to forgive ourselves.
But notice this. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Years ago, I met a girl who was going through a tremendous divorce. And it was horrible. Her husband had cheated on her, done these things. She, she actually uh, went up to this lake house where our family had a lake house. And I would go walking around the lake and um, just go out for walks. And, and one day she was going out for a walk, so we just took off walking together. And I said, oh, it's good to see you. I've known her since we were little. And she said, I said, oh, how long are you up here? She said, I'm here for the whole summer. I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. How long are you here? I said, probably a week or two more. And I had been there for a few weeks at that time. And, uh, and so she started explaining to me that she had been through a situation where she had just been, it was bad. She had been hurt by her spouse uh, more than once, and now the thing has fallen apart. And uh, she said this to me, um, I'm going to have to um, spend the summer up here to uh, forgive. She, she thought it would take the whole thing. Now remember this, we're talking about really about forgiving ourselves, getting out from underneath a load ourselves, um, not carrying things ourselves. It's one thing to forgive other people. It's another thing to forgive yourself. So I remember talking to her, and I realized she, she is determined this is going to take her three months to get this off, all this junk that's happened in her life. I thought I could shorten that if she'll listen to me and she'll be able to get out from underneath this real quick, and she won't have to live with the load of unforgiveness for, for this, these areas where she missed it, she could have done better. But the idea was this. She had to um, forgive herself. God was totally willing to forgive her. And, and that's a big thing with people. They don't realize God's so that way. But it's, it's not always God that's the issue. Sometimes it's me. Like, like, am I willing to forgive myself if I am willing to let these things go? And if we're to forgive our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us, we have to forgive our own selves. We have to let things go. I remember talking to her. We walked around the lake, and I talked to her. And I thought, I, I, if she'll listen to me, I could get her head to turn, and she's going to have to forgive herself because she was thinking, I've done stupid things. I've done these things. I allowed this, and she just needs to let it go. But I know when you've heard the accusations of the liar for so long, he can trick people. I remember hearing about a guy who was from Australia, and he was a minister, and he was counseling this guy. And he finally just stopped him and said, don't you realize everything you're telling me right now are lies, and they're the lies of the devil? Don't you know he's a liar? And the guy just answered him right back in language I don't use. He said, yeah, I do know he's a liar, but he's a damn good one. In other words, he was accepting it. 
And he needed to know legal rights that God had paid for it. And he was holding something he should not have been holding. And when we look at this um, forgiving of debts and like this person when I was up there, I thought if I could show her from these scriptures or different scriptures where it says forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted against us, it, forgiveness becomes much more easier if you can put a monetary value or some kind of number system on it and realize this. And, and, and we're talking about forgiving ourselves, not just other people. And realize this is like a million-dollar thing. I failed myself again. I failed myself like a hundred times. And what happens is we start putting huge value on it and we just think this is a debt and then we're carrying these debts around and we're ready to forgive everybody else and let their debts go because we love people and don't realize we're carrying a load around thinking I owe this, I owe this, I owe this. You, you cannot pay for your own sins. One of the best and most healthy things you can do is forgive yourself. But what happens is the enemy will lie to people and he'll tell you it's justifiable that you, because remember, he's, a, he's an accuser. He's a prosecuting attorney. Well, you knew better. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you told the Lord you'd never do it again. Well, yeah, that's right. And you didn't just do it again. You, you've done it 10 times. Yeah, that's right. That's why we have legal counsel. And we need to realize it doesn't matter. He's paid for those things. Those are lies so that you won't come out from underneath a load and live free for God and live free in God. Yeah, but I knew better. Yeah, and that's why the Lord came for us. We all knew better, but he came anyway. He didn't say, my, oh my, these people knew better. Here's something that will help you when we look at this. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted against us. Realize this, every debt, everything you've ever done was paid for by the Lord. The issue is, will you accept that payment and then release it? I remember talking to that girl. Her husband had cheated on her more than once done some really bad things, and I remember sitting down with her and kind of working her through this process, and, and uh, I said, if you can put a monetary value on the wrong that was done to you, the failures you had in your life, and you go, okay, there's a monetary value, and go, that might be a million dollars. See, and that's the problem with people is they think, I've done a million dollars worth of bad to my life. How can I ever forgive myself? Don't get hooked up on money then. Just go, yeah, it was a million dollars worth of mistakes. I can let it go. And you could do it. And don't think, oh, it was just so much. No, you can let it go. Because those are debts we can't pay. You just have to let it go. That's why I use the term, like, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted against us. When we forgive people, we're releasing a debt, uh, something against them. When you forgive yourself, 
and realize this, put a value on whatever it is that you've done wrong or how you, whatever it is, and just go, I'm going to let that go. I owe myself nothing. The Lord already paid for this. Because here's the thing. If I don't forgive myself, that doesn't change the fact that the Lord already did something about it. That he already is like, I already paid for that. I already, I already did that knowing you couldn't pay for it yourself. I mean, who could have ever paid for their own salvation? The biggest thing in the world. And now as a Christian, we're trying to pay for something so much smaller. I know there's a lot of amens people want to do right now, but just hold them to the end and then we'll release them all at once. But it's so true. If we can look at this from a legal standpoint, we have a right to be forgiven as a Christian. You have a right to not hold shame and, and have guilt in your life. Why? Because you were perfect? No, because he was perfect. And then he bore in your place the load. Religion makes you a hamster on a treadmill. Work, 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 work. Do better, do better, do better, do better. No man can obtain that way. And I think Christians don't know the difference between penance and repentance. And there's a vast difference. Penance is like a voluntary self-punishment inflicted outwardly. You know, if you go to the world's the places where there's different religions in the world, and I've been there, you know, been in other countries where they do penance. I've been there in South America. I've been there in Central America. They'll crucify people. They'll whip them, and they're doing penance. I've been to India where they inflict people with stuff. They're doing penance. What's the difference between repentance and penance? Penance is your pain for it. Repentance is you change because he paid for it. It's a big difference. How many people will make a deal with God? And, and, and this is all about carrying a load and forgiving yourself. God, you know I did that again. And so they don't repent, they do penance. I promise you I'll never do it again. Watch how good I am. Watch how I pray now. Watch how I read now. Watch everything I do. And all they're doing is setting themselves up for failure. Because if they don't hit the mark there, now they've already got one load on their life. And now they're adding to it. Well, I don't really want to serve God anymore. Why? Because now I've got to go around them. I'm sure guilty. Hey, God, here am I with all this chunk I'm holding. And, and he's up there going, it's awesome to see you. But the liar has persuaded people. He's like, oh, he's not really pleased with you right now. There's an awful lot of amens this morning or, or grunts. But this is helpful. These are real things. God loves his kids. There's no parent who, who's merciful and loves their kids nowhere near what God is like. But if we've allowed just multiple lies, we'll think he's holy. He is, and he made you holy. 
if you've received him. So what do you need to do? You need to forgive yourself. Put a monetary value on what it is. Man, I, I've made a million-dollar mess and torch it. Because God's already done it. This girl, her husband had cheated on her. And I remember talking to her for like a day and a half, on and off, maybe two days, because I've known their family my whole life. And so, so we all went to dinner one night. And we, so we drove into town to meet the family, some of the family that we'd grown up with. And uh, then when we came back, she was ready. She said, this is what she literally said. She said, I, I came up here to take the whole summer so I could get this out of my life and get this load off of me. And I told her, you don't have to wait for the whole summer. You know, when you fish, you throw bait. I said, it doesn't have to take that long, even though people think it may take a long time. How fast could you say to a million dollars that's owed you, you don't owe me that anymore? The problem is, is people don't want to let the million dollars go for some reason. But you need to realize if you failed yourself a billion dollars, I'm going to let it go. It would be good for you. It would be good for your life. How fast can you let somebody not pay you something back? It's what, what you do here. You realize Christ is the one who paid for it all. So there's... I need to forgive on his terms, not my terms. I need to let things go on his terms, not my terms. It's exciting. But it's the truth. So we don't do penance. We repent. We change. We don't pay for things. M Micah 7, 9 talks about how God's attitude... I'm going to turn there. I mean, it is Mother's Day. Micah... Way back, it's on page 820. Somebody says, it is? Depends what Bible you have. But these are important things. Micah 719 says, He will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. In other words, He will extinguish the sins. He'll deal with them. Notice this, you, meaning God, will cast all our sins. You know, what happens with people when they're supposed to forgive themselves is they do this. There's like a standard they set up to forgive themselves, but if they do it multiple times, they think I, that just, that I knew better, and I, I should have done better, and then they quit forgiving themselves. So you, so you have to realize he will cast all our sins. Where does he cast them? Into the depths of the sea. So if God takes all of our sins and casts them into the depths of the sea, you have to realize you're not, you don't have a legal fishing right to go fish them up. And there are people who are reeling up something that they had done in the past. You know, be a real good skill for us? Learn to forget. 
learn to put things aside and realize if God's not holding these against me and he's not, then I need not hold them against myself either. Paul said this in Philippians, the third chapter. He said this, one thing I do, I forget those things that are behind. You know, when you're going to forgive and, and, and uh, you can't do without forgiveness, you can't do without forgiveness from God, but you can't do without forgiveness from yourself. Look at the whites of your eyes. You can't do without it from yourself. Some people would be dynamic in God if they would just forgive themselves too. But they maybe have an unrealistic expectation. And you can't do without this. You know, you wonder what's the best gift for Mother's Day for everybody? Uh, get salvation, but then make sure you forgive yourself. Make sure you let debts go that you think I owe. People who really want to do a lot and ascribe to do a lot often set real big standards. And when they set these big standards and if they miss in various areas, they start carrying debt on themselves that they're not allowed to carry from God's standpoint. In other words, he didn't want that. I remember one time I read a verse of scripture. It said, all manner of sin shall be forgiven you and on and on went through these scriptures. And one day when I read that verse, it was like somebody turned a light bulb on. And, and the verse, and I read it, and I read it real slow. And I thought, oh my, God is talking to me and to his people. It says, all manner of sin will be forgiven you. In other words, all manner, all types. What does it mean, all types? Well, somebody said, you mean robbing a gas station? Yeah, that's a type. But you know what some types are? You did it 50 times. That's a type. I knew better was a type. He said, all types. Oh, the time I promised God I'd never do that again. And then I did it again, but then I promised again I wouldn't do it again. Then I did it again. That's a type. So he basically is saying is all types. I'll forgive all types. I'll let all types go. So you can't come up with a type he won't let go. Question is not will he not. Will you step up to his level and go, okay, God, I'm going to let go of what you let go of. Because I'm carrying something that you are not even carrying and you're not even holding against me. Put a monetary value on it. Yeah, but it was really dumb what I did. Then put a real, real good dumb value on it. Billions. And go, you know what? I don't know that anymore. And let it go. Let it go. Paul said the way to press forward is, he said, forget the things that are behind and press on. God would not give you those instructions if he was still holding things. He wouldn't say, press on, but hold on to this so it drags you down as you move forward. How many parents would do that? And he's way better 
than any natural parent. Way more merciful. And there's some real merciful people in here. But you're no match. Not to mock your mercy and your goodness. Doesn't matter if I'm the most merciful person on the earth. I am no match for the richness of his forgiveness. And the cool thing is, is you cannot promise I'm going to do better to get this. You can't do that. He doesn't accept that. Promise you I'll do better. He doesn't accept that. You know how he accepts it? When you go, okay, I'll take that. It's without condition. You can't promise to pay for it, is the whole idea. Amen. Like one preacher said, if you can't say amen, say oh me, because it's true anyway. God loves us. He paid for this, so you might freely receive it and freely give it away. But don't just freely give it away and not freely partake. Put a value on it. Write it down. Yeah, I don't know if there's that many zeros. I don't know if there's a big enough thing. It's okay if he paid for it. Put it, write it down, crumple it up, and throw it away, or put it somewhere. And when the enemy goes to remind you, yeah, but you remember when you did all that? That debt is gone. Here's the key. Often it's not a problem of God. Really, it's not an issue of God forgiving person or letting a person go. It's often, a, will the person let themselves go? Especially in our society where we're real performance-oriented. If we just don't hit the mark, we're trained to hit the mark and hit the mark. And we should hit the mark. We should strive. But when it comes to God and a perfect standard... Uh, we're not going to hit the mark. And this is not an excuse like, cool, let's all smoke pot after church and get wasted and act crazy and rob a bank and go murder because God will forgive us. I recognize and you recognize that's not what we're talking about. He would, but you're going to be spending time in prison too. Amen. And then you're still going to have to forgive yourself. But he will. So the question is, like Paul said, forgetting the things are behind. Know this when we talk about this debt. Know the Lord's paid for it. Forgive yourself. Let it go. It will unhinder and unfetter you so you can move forward with God. And then if the enemy comes back and goes, yeah, remember, you can say that's gone. He'll bring back a photo, but it's not reality. Reality. 